going on everyone this is Gary hope you're doing well today is the 14th of October and we're just about done with the international break hooray and heading up on match week primarily I mean only one thing that is primarily so we will definitely address that first I'd like to thank you for joining us and also would like to invite you, if you haven't yet, to give us a follow on Instagram. Our handle is at Let's Talk Soccer. And about a little over 32,000 of you have given us a follow, which we appreciate immensely. Each and every single one of those 32,000 160 or so, I think, as of last count that we have. But who's counting? Um, but we really, really do appreciate it. Um, I say this often, but it's beyond our wildest imagination. And there really was no intent to grow or get big or do anything because it's not like we're monetizing this or, you know, have this, uh, you know, hidden plan to take over the world or anything crazy like that. <clears throat> it's just, uh, we were looking for like-minded people who shared a passion and an interest similar to ours, and we all sort of found each other. And I think that is the beauty of, uh, of social media and the beauty of the Premier League and football in general. So, all right, enough with the hokey stuff. <clears throat> um, let's see. I hope that your country, uh, if they are playing in any sort of international competition, whether it's Euro qualifying or anything else, uh, has done well. And I also hope that the Premier League players that are on the club you support and also in your fantasy Premier League team, your FPL team, um, are healthy and got through unscathed. So it looks like, of course, the international break has claimed uh, a couple victims, as it always does, <clears throat> but also over that same time, other players actually got fit and healthy and look like they will be back for game. So let's go ahead and actually talk about that first. So the players that I was alluding to specifically are Manchester City players. <clears throat> there were pictures posted by the club today on Twitter showing uh, a compilation of photos from their training session. And in those photos, there was Aguero who was rumored to be injured. <clears throat> Clearly not. Kevin De Bruyne looks to be back and in full training, so that is fantastic news. Um, <clears throat> for any of us that kept him or might have even picked him up over the international break, uh, a lot of managers, and we'll talk about this in a moment, a lot of managers transferred him out, which uh, I don't know if they plan on transferring him back in now or what the plan is, but it seems to me like a waste of at least one free transfer, if not two, if they're planning to bring him back in. <clears throat> and also, um, Stones was pictured in there. So uh, I would imagine that means that maybe Fernandinho gets relieved of duty <clears throat> in the back. Um, and I think maybe that's a sigh of relief for the club, <clears throat> given how, how poor their performance was in the back and especially in the center. Uh, the last match. <clears throat> so, 
Um, good news if you're a Man City supporter. Good news if you have any of those players in your fantasy team. Let's take a look then at um, some more on the injury list. <clears throat> and I'll just cover the players that have some level of FPL relevance or ownership. So Dendonker is listed as 75% chance, and that's an illness. <clears throat> Quite a few players had an illness. Don't know if those are real, or maybe it's just uh, an opportunity to rest themselves, but um, we will cover them anyway. So Dendonker, 75%. Cantwell, hamstring injury. So remember, uh, in week eight, there was a question of whether or not he was going to play, and he did, uh, even though uh, Norwich got blown out by Austin Villa that game. Uh, but he did play, and then he went to play um, for his country over the break, and it looks like he pulled out with a hamstring injury. So again, <clears throat> don't know if maybe the hamstring injury was just an excuse to rest or if it's legit, but we right now have to consider all of these to be uh, legitimate illnesses, injuries, um, whatever the case may be. Madison, James Madison, pulled out of England camp with an illness, 75% chance of playing listed. Important to note, too, that <clears throat> every Premier League team will have its press conference either Thursday or Friday of this week. And, um, of course... When any relevant news comes up, uh, whatever the case may be, but especially player status, uh, we will be sure to post that on our Instagram page. So uh, <clears throat> for those that might ask, you know, what's the status of Madison? You know, unless the team comes out early and says something, we should hopefully know all of this by the end of the week. Um, Tom Heaton, uh, muscle injury, 75% chance of playing. Um while Greenwood isn't a starter for most players, he does have a back injury. He's also 75% chance of playing. So uh, if you're looking for coverage off the bench, that could be a problem. The same for Dendonker, of course. Uh, Mendy, as we know, as of game week eight, was injured. Hamstring injury, 75% chance of playing. Cresswell has a knock, 75% chance. Peters, Eric Peters, who we have on our team, Ankle injury, 75% chance. Hopefully he gets well. Um, Seamus Coleman, red card, suspended until the 26th of October, so he will not play regardless of how fit he may be. Of course, Loris, uh, <clears throat> that horrible dislocated elbow injury, unknown. Uh, I would imagine we'll get some sort of an update from the club. They're good about posting uh, injury updates. Uh, at least by press conference time. So I would expect that Spurs will post something. Mo Salah, a knock, 75% chance. He came off just a touch early in, uh, actually, no, he didn't. Um, thought he did in week eight, <clears throat> but he did not. But um, looks to maybe have a little bit of a knock. Of course, Pogba, ankle injury, only 50% chance of playing. Haven't seen him in quite some time. Um De Bruyne is listed still as um, as injured, but uh, it looks like from the club pictures, at least, uh, he looked pretty happy and looked pretty agile. So I'm going to take that to mean that he is ready to go. Um, Joel Matip, knock, 75% chance of playing Juan Saka, 
illness, 50% chance of dying. So he might be <coughs> rather ill. Hota, Tiago Hota, that is, 50% chance of playing toe injury. Control, I don't think a ton of people have uh, the Norwich goalkeeper uh, for no other reason than the fact that um, they allow a lot of goals. So uh, I may steer clear of that. Stones, also injured, or sorry, also listed as injured, um, just hasn't been updated yet, but looks to be. I wouldn't say go out and get him yet. Um, if you were thinking about it, but at least he looks like maybe um, he'll be back. Lacazette, still out with an ankle injury, but l is supposedly going to be back on the 21st. <clears throat> so that is for week nine. Um, so keep an eye on that. That could be an interesting um, development there. And let's see if there's anyone else. Martial, thigh injury, still at 50%. Luke Shaw, hamstring injury, also at 50%. So quite a number of players. Interestingly enough, Allison listed at 75% now um, and is expected uh, and was said to be coming back in October. So uh, we're halfway through the month, so it's got to be sometime soon for those that might take the punt and uh, and go ahead and transfer him in. Of course, he has less money than he has been uh, since the start of the season. So it might be worth the get. I think that's going to really kind of cover it in terms of notable injuries there. Let's talk, because I touched on it briefly, let's talk about the transfer market, shall we? So um, let's see. Let's go top five. Transferred in, top five, transferred out. Top five, transferred in. Mane leads the way with almost 300,000 transfers, followed by Abraham, who is at around 200K. Mason Mount is at 187K, so the Chelsea pair, uh, <clears throat> popular among FPL managers. Uh, Pereira. Ricardo Pereira, that is, at almost 139,000 transfers in, <clears throat> and his Leicester City teammate, James Madison, uh, fifth on this list, and 136K transferred in. Now, for the transfers out. Puki, of course, after that uh, blank that he had in week eight, everybody expected at home he would light it up, <clears throat> and he did nothing even remotely close to that. So he's the most transferred out um, and the most transfers at all for this game week, either in or out at 316,000 transfers. Mo Salah, interestingly enough, second on the most transferred out list at 285K. <clears throat> Not quite sure I get the rationale. I get. I understand the reason behind it. Uh, he's blanked a little bit recently. Maybe he's a little banged up, but he's probably not, to be honest. <clears throat> um, and Mane looks to be playing better, and he's cheaper. I get it. But we all know that uh, he will be up towards the top, if not the top FPL points earner for the season. <clears throat> so it seems like an unnecessary transfer to me, but, you know, as we've said before, we will never tell someone what they should do or what they have to do unless it's just 
something completely ridiculous um, and it's going to ruin their season or ruin their week, we will certainly uh, try to be an ally in that way. Um, but we can only say what we will do or would do in that situation, and we would not transfer him out if we were in that situation. And, in fact, we are in that situation, and we did not transfer him out. Loris, third most transferred out, as expected. 136,000 transfers out of FPL teams. <clears throat> Kevin De Bruyne, uh, almost 132,000 transfers out. He's been on that top five list for quite some time now. And um, I don't get it. Um, he is an extremely valuable player. He may actually lead the league in FPL points this season. Uh, I know it was, for many, it was a one-game uh, move, bringing in Mares, who blanked, by the way, got one point. Um, so actually would have been just as good uh, keeping De Bruyne in the team and uh, not burning the free transfer. So we'll see if uh, once he's announced fit, if uh, he'll start sort of ratcheting up those transfers back in. He's been hovering on a uh, price drop, but it hasn't happened. So knock on wood, it won't. Although we're not that hung up on team value, doesn't really seem to matter a whole lot to us. Uh, more important when wild carding. Um, but we shall see what happens with him. And then four, or sorry, fifth on the list of most transferred out is Juan Basaka at uh, 105,000. So there you have it in terms of transfer activity. Let's take a look at fixtures, and then we'll talk a little bit about some and also look at um, our team for game week nine. <clears throat> All right, fixtures. We'll go one by one. Everton, West Ham. Everton have not done well defensively. Uh, Luca Dean hasn't at least netted out the points that anybody thought he would. Um, the attempted assists are there. The crosses are there. The touches are there. But uh, his mates just don't seem to be finishing any of it, uh, which leaves him with a bunch of goose eggs recently. So, um, I wouldn't advise really getting any Everton players until they show as a team that they can turn around. Or despite a weak team performance, a player like Luca Dean um, can just turn around and perform regardless of how the rest of the team is playing. West Ham, on the other hand, I think Yarmolenko is a good get. I think Allaire, to me, I think he's a bit of a punt. Uh, he has shown moments of being uh, someone reliable and, and a great value in other times, uh, it's questionable. So for me, if you have them, I keep them. But if you don't, I don't know it's worth the investment yet. Austin Villa Brighton. Uh, I think McGinn is still worth it despite, uh, what was it, five or six goals scored by Austin Villa against Norwich, and he was not involved in one of them, which just – Baffled me. I know that he played a bit deeper than normal in that game. There's a little concern from FPL managers that maybe this is a sign of things to come. And they'll continue to do that, especially after the team scored five or six goals in that game. But we're going to sort of keep the faith on that and hold on to him. Brighton, uh, Connolly, who I believe was also injured, uh, who had the brace, the youngster that had the brace, 
for Brighton in week eight. Um, he could be a really good alternative to Greenwood on the bench. He's only $4.5 million. Got to see a little bit more out of him, though, before I know. But I think Matty Ryan is a great get um, in goal. Bournemouth-Norwich. Norwich playing away from home. Of course, I like Bournemouth in this match. Um, <clears throat> I think Wilson is a great get. Callum Wilson, that is. Possibly Josh King. Uh, I don't know. I would go out and get him. <clears throat> I would advise going out and getting Wilson if you're on a wild card or looking to uh, to switch out a striker. Uh, maybe uh, to replace Pookie uh, with Norwich. I don't know. If you have Cantwell... I think you hold on to him uh, and see about this injury and just stick him on the bench. That's what you do with four and a half million pound midfielders. Um, in most cases, Pookie, <clears throat> up to you what you want to do with him. Uh, maybe he'll make good this weekend and burn a lot of us that sold him. However many hundred thousand uh, ish, <clears throat> three hundred thousand ish, two hundred seventy thousand of us. <clears throat> that transferred him out, but um, it is a risk. I would not go out and get him right now. But if you have him, you may want to hold him and see what's what. Chelsea, Newcastle, uh, lots to uh, look favorable upon with the Chelsea team, of course, uh, in the back. Um, as Piliqueta's playing well, Marcus Alonso's playing well, Tamori's playing well. Tamori, I think, is a great get um, and a value uh, what, somewhere around 4.6, 4.7 million, somewhere in that range. <clears throat> Definitely worth the investment there, which is a very little investment. And of course, <clears throat> on the attacking side of things, um, you've got Mount, um, who is a very highly owned <clears throat> midfielder, and um, Abraham, also uh, fairly well owned. So someone like Mount. Uh, you may want to get just for coverage because if he plays well and you don't have him, then you're at a disadvantage. Um, you know, and this is the kind of stuff that forces these template teams. And honestly, these template teams are kind of boring now, almost nine weeks in, to be honest. Um, it's nice when we see a team uh, that is diversified a little bit, even if it's a couple of players or maybe even one player. I mean, that's kind of... A big part of this game is to take risks. It's not like you really are going to lose anything or win anything realistically with it. So it's supposed to be fun. Uh, we try to make sure we remember that and uh, take a risk here and there. Um, and speaking of, we actually did. Um, we replaced Cantwell with Hudson Adoy, who played well in the limited time when he came on the, off the bench for Chelsea in Week Eight, and we certainly. Uh, hope and expect that we'll see lots more from him in the near future as their schedule is great. Newcastle, I wouldn't touch a player from that club again, much like Everton, uh, but maybe even worse. Uh, until that club really gets stuff turned around, I would just forget about it completely. Um, which is sad because uh, we are huge fans of Miguel Almiron. And uh, he and that team are just struggling right now, unfortunately. Leicester City, Burnley. Uh, Leicester City players, extremely popular. We talked about Pereira. I think Schmeichel's a good get. 
Chilwell is a good get if you need someone a little cheaper than Pereira. Uh, Soyonchu is extremely popular, much like Tamori. Uh, <clears throat> a great value, and he's playing quite well. Um, all good gets, as far as I'm concerned. You've got the green light if you want to get any of them. Um, and then uh, Madison in the middle, and um, Vardy. Vardy is also on our team. We had two free transfers for Week 9, so Hudson-Odoi and Vardy come in for us. On the Burnley side, um, I'm still not convinced that Barnes is done yet. So another player I wouldn't go out and get, but if you have him and you've got other um, transfers that you need to make, I would say it's fine to leave him in the club. Hopefully Eric Peters um, gets better. And, uh, of course, Nick Pope has his challenges ahead of him um, playing at Leicester City. So that could be uh, a difficult match for Burnley. Spurs, Watford, Spurs in a much different situation without Loris. Uh, we'll see if Gazaniga can do well if you're looking for a cheap player on a pretty good team. Um, he may be one to get, but I don't know that I would take that risk just yet, despite how bad Watford are. Um, and that then, if he's not going to be able to keep a clean sheet, uh, I would be hesitant on any Spurs defenders, too. Son has not, I don't know, he's kind of hit or miss, much like Allaire. Don't know what you're going to get from him. I don't know that he's yet worth that expensive investment. I think De Bruyne is a much better investment for that similar price. And then Harry Kane's expensive, but he's starting to turn the corner and starting to um, have some attacking results a little more consistently. Watford, like Newcastle, like Everton, I would just stay away from their players completely as far as FPL goes. Wolves, Southampton. Wolves are starting to find its form. Patricio uh, may not be a bad goalkeeper to have. Uh, Doherty looks like he, you know, still has a little bit of that magic from last season left in him. Uh, but then, of course, Jimenez up top. Um, you know, he's the man to get if you're gonna, if you're able to afford it, and you're gonna pick a Wolves player because he looks likely um, <clears throat> to get back to his scoring ways like last season. Uh, Triore, despite. You know, the two goals, the two great goals that he had against Man City, I don't know that that he's a player to go transfer in at the moment. I'd want to see him play much more and play uh, and start and play regular minutes more consistently. Southampton, <clears throat> maybe a Danny Ings. Uh, Vestigard, if he's healthy, but I wouldn't go out and actively pursue any of them. Crystal Palace, Man City. <clears throat> uh, Van Anholt having a great season back there, especially FPL-wise. Um, he is <clears throat> not a bad get by any stretch of the imagination. Martin Kelly looks to be injured. Don't know what the deal is with that. But um, usually a bench player. Um, but he has shown some great value uh, out on the field as well, on the pitch. So <clears throat> we will post any updates we may see on him um, because that would be a huge loss if he's out for any extended period of time. Manchester City, don't lose faith in those players. If you've got Aguero, Sterling, De Bruyne, Otamendi, Ederson, David Silva, Bernardo Silva, um, <clears throat> still 
worth holding on to, and even I would say worth getting. If De Bruyne's deemed healthy, go out and get him. Um, he will. He's a keeper um, for the season. Set and forget. Manchester United, Liverpool, Man U, another one of those teams where until they can get their act together consistently, I would stay far away from their players. Liverpool, of course, Salah, Mane. Uh, if you're looking to save a little bit of money in the midfield, Mane is a great way to go. Uh, Firmino, <clears throat> usually pretty consistent, not so much recently. Um, Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, and again, like we said, if you're willing to take the punt on Allison, if he's coming back this month, it's either this weekend or next weekend. So, um, you know, maybe you beat uh, any price increases, especially if you have a 4.5 million goalkeeper who plays on your bench could be completely worth the risk. Sheffield United and Arsenal. Uh, Lundstrom for Sheffield, of course, worth getting. Just aside from that, uh, I don't know. Maybe if you have someone and uh, <clears throat> they've been doing okay for you, perhaps hold on to them. But I wouldn't go out and grab anyone, except I would get... Uh, Lundstrom, especially if you're wild carding, which a lot of managers are. And then Arsenal, of course. Uh, Lacazette is the featured, or sorry, he's not. Um, Aubameyang is the featured player there, and Lacazette could be back soon, which might only make that that attack more potent <clears throat> than it has been. So there's a rundown of uh, <clears throat> the players that we would advise considering or maybe getting for the game week. And then lastly, <clears throat> looking at our team, here's right now what our lineup is. We've got Pope and goal. Three at the back, Alexander-Arnold, Otamendi, and Lundstrom. While Sheffield may not be able to keep a clean sheet, um, he is always an attacking threat. Uh, five midfielders, De Bruyne, Hudson-Odoi, as we mentioned, Sterling, Currently our captain, but that may change. Mo Salah, currently our vice captain, but that may change. McGinn, Tammy Abraham, and Vardy up top. Now, Abraham may be our captain. Vardy may be our captain. I think there's lots of good captain options <clears throat> this week. On the bench quickly, we've got Peters in the first bench spot, Kelly in the second and Greenwood in the third, but all of that could change too. But in terms of our personnel, unless we get some sort of breaking news uh, that one of our players is injured or something else very interesting and motivating has happened, um, that's the personnel that we will have for week nine. Looking at or speaking of captain options, here's who I like. <clears throat> I think Abraham... Uh, will be one of the top three or four most captain players of the game week. So I think he's a relatively safe bet at home to Newcastle. You want to take a little bit of a risk. Mount <clears throat> could be a good differential. And remember, differentials only help when all of the more widely owned, commonly owned players don't do well. Or if you have all of those commonly owned players... <clears throat> but you also have a player that has low ownership um, and does well. That can also be a differential. Uh, Leicester City, Jamie Vardy at home to Burnley, I think is a good option, as well as James Madison. 
Spurs, I think Kane, or yeah, Spurs home to Watford, especially at home to Watford. Kane could be uh, great captain material. <clears throat> Wolves home to Southampton. Jimenez, maybe. I think I'd want to see him play another game before I get super comfortable giving him the captain's armband. Man City go to Crystal Palace. Sterling, De Bruyne, if healthy, Aguero, all good bets. Manchester United and Liverpool, of course, some Liverpool players. Playing away <clears throat> does concern me a little bit, but um, Mo Salah will still be, still be one of the most captained players of the game week, as will Mane is great on that list as well. I wouldn't be surprised if some even try to trip captain um, one of the defenders, although we don't know that we'll ever captain let alone triple captain, a uh, defender. <clears throat> but some people have the balls to do it. We don't. Um, and then Arsenal at Sheffield United, of course, Aubameyang um, would be the player to captain there. And finally, since we did mention Bernardo Silva a little earlier, um, no new news really on the potential ban that he faces other than that um, his appeal time uh, was the 9th, and it's been extended till I believe, the 21st of October. So he has a little bit more time. So <clears throat> he very well could be in Pep squad this weekend. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he is. So I um, don't know that I would advise going out and getting him unless you're wild carding and you have the plan anyway to transfer him out in the event he is banned. <clears throat> but if you have him, I say play him. Um, he could actually uh, be motivated to play very well. Certainly he played well for Portugal um, over this international break. So <clears throat> he may carry that into the game. And I would just imagine Man City um, as a team ha will have something to prove and prove it extremely strongly um, after that loss to Wolves. So I would bank on Man City players this week. And of course, when any news breaks about Bernardo Silva and any potential ban, we will be sure to post it at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Good, solid 30 minutes or so. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Share it with a friend. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. Until next time, we say peace and goodbye.